0: I wanted that first class, or maybe it was business class seat. I wanted that. I did not want to sit on a hard jump seat uh, home from, oh, boohoo me, home from Paris. Like, <laughs> like, I got to go to Paris.
1: Welcome to Book Therapy. I'm your host, Kim Patton. There's no way to count how many books are floating around in this world. Some are decent, some are truly terrible, and some are great. Today, we're going to take a deep dive into one great book. Together, we will discover gems of truth and encouragement to help you face your current season of life. I'm ready. You're ready. Let's get this party started. Hello, hello, friends. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Book Therapy. Today's episode is a continuation of the interview I had with Jennifer Weiss of Dove Publishing House. If you haven't listened to the first half of the interview, it is episode 38. Alrighty, enjoy the show. Our second response we're going to look at is being gracious towards people. And I want to talk about Patty.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I still remember Patty.
1: (laughs) I really like this story. In chapter 26, we talk about Patty. We meet this woman who... You nicknamed Porcupine Patty, and um,
0: yes,
1: it was a it was like a five a.m. start time for you. But you had been up early, and you were you know jumping time zones or had a late night the night before, and so it wasn't even really like actually five a.m. It felt to me, it felt to you more like three a.m. So. <laughs> So Patty is giving you some troubles, and um, you say on page 159, I'm sorry, did anyone ask for your two cents? Patty, my watch says three, not five, I know. Not very Christianly (laughs) thoughts, but it was 3 a.m., excuse me, 5 a.m. I wasn't in the mood. And then later you said your prayer was, God, only you know how hard this four-day trip has been on me with 13-hour days. It's easy to have a lack of empathy when it's not you doing the suffering. I give Patty and her petty comments to you because I don't want to talk to her anymore. I know you love her though.
0: (laughs) Real talk.
1: (laughs) And then literally the next page you said, it's too early to deal with snarky and unhappy flight attendants. I prayed another prayer because I'd already lost my Jesus again. (laughs) (laughs) How do you have a gracious attitude when people are really driving you bananas?
0: I think those those prayers that I learned to pray on the airplane they were literally 2 to 3 second sometimes even one word prayers like Jesus it's like we're inserting him into the situation and I and I did do my very best to start every day with prayer like even if it was in the galley while I was setting up The carts, I would, I would play worship music and I would say, you know, Lord be with me. I would just worship him. And, and so it's like when you start your day that way and you give him permission. And even if it's the one word utterances of Jesus, Jesus, like that connection with the Holy Spirit, it it will change your attitude. It really will. It will help you come up higher and see things from a different perspective of like, I'm battling this person. No, I'm not battling this person. I'm not. Um, They have things going on in their lives. And that's what that chapter really shows is that she had so much hurt, pain, stress. um, And she'd never been shown empathy, I don't think, a day in her life. And so she was just hard as nails. And it's hard because those Those people cut you like nails hurt when somebody, you know, and and Jesus definitely felt the brunt of some nails and we're supposed to pick up our cross and follow him and be like him. God forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. They really don't. She goes on
1: to tell you what's going on in her life. And you were open to having further conversation with her. At first you weren't. It was really hard for you. But the more you talked with her, the more you learned her story. You offered her some medicine because she had a headache. I, I felt like you were being gracious to her even though she didn't deserve it. But in the end, you found out why she was not being very nice. And you were able to be even more gracious in the moment. Whereas before, if you had just ignored her and written her off, mm. you never would have had that opportunity to find out
0: her story yeah and i think when we you said it earlier if we can understand that everything the way people operate it's probably from a place of trauma or pain and that's what the holy spirit does he gives us his heart god's heart so it's like we kind of it's like we're just sensing in the spirit like you sense that guy's broken heart we're just kind of sensing In the spirit, what's really going on underneath the hard edges and the attacks? It's like they are actually hurting, and that's what I love about the Holy Spirit. Is He'll, if we say those prayers, if we stay connected, we even if we're not feeling it, and I think we need to be honest about that with God, we don't need to be like. Oh Lord, I'm just so pious and I'm so, you know, in tune with you that I just walk around in this glory cloud of like awesomeness where I'm (laughs) loving everyone. It's like, no, that's not real life and that's not authentic. And God wants us to be real with Him. I'm not feeling this, God, but I'm giving you permission to give me your mind, the mind of Christ on this. Give me your heart the heart of the father and lead me. I'm giving you permission to stop my normal response, which is to fight. Like there's fight, flight or freeze. We want to check out. We want to fight them. We want to run away from the situation or we just want to shut down and, or fawn. Like that's a new little thing that I think psychologists have added is like, I'm just going to be extra nice. I'm just going to be extra nice and just be a people pleaser when that's not really the case either. I mean, I think we need to living in the light is saying, this is not okay. The way she's treating me, God, this is actually really disrespectful and it's rude and it hurts. And I'm like, but God, but God, like with David in the Psalms, he would say like, why are these people doing this? Why am I hurting? I hate this. Kill my enemies. But then he'd say, but God, I know you're good, but God, I know you've got me. And so if we could just be, you know, now we have the Holy Spirit with us all the time. David didn't have that. So it's like now that we have the Holy Spirit, we can understand that it's all about the enemy and it's not about us. And we can reset and connect with God and say, God, how do you see them? What would you do here? What would you say here? Help me remain in a place of peace. Because if we're chaotic, we're we're not going to have his shalom peace that he promises us. So resetting is just the one to three word prayers of Jesus help me or just Jesus or just help. You know, <laughs> it's like that resets. It's amazing.
1: Fighting that temptation to run away or shut down mm-hmm. or... Beaming right back is is very real. It is a temptation that we have to recognize first of all, and then, like you said, reset. Yeah. Towards the end of the book, you have a story where you felt like the Holy Spirit was leading you to be generous, and you weren't feeling it, but you obeyed. And I have this quote here that says, the Holy Spirit may lead us to be generous with our heart, time, or give something up so another won't be left behind, and it can cost us. Mm -hmm. You were talking about how you were trying to get on a flight, and you and your daughter were together, Mm -hmm. and you actually gave up your seat so that another mother and daughter could make it back to where they needed to go. and. You didn't flaunt your graciousness and your generosity. What you did say was that it cost me, but I obeyed because I felt like that was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. I always say that obedience isn't sexy. <laughs> yeah. Like, I wish, it, I wish it were. I wish it were more um, flattering to obey what God has told us to do. But it's really not. It's really our calling. It's our job. And it's going to cost us. And I think if you can come to the place where you say, I'm going to obey God, even when it costs me, instead of thinking, I'm going to obey God, and then he's going to like doubly and triply bless me because of my wonderful Mm -hmm. obedience. Well, maybe that's up to him if he wants to reward you in different ways. But I can't do something for the Lord because I want a reward. Like that's not for me a good heart motivation.
0: Mm -hmm. But I have to
1: understand that when I obey, that's the right thing to do. And you just, you do, you do what's right, even when it costs you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that our reward is in heaven. And, you know, he says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. And when we do things that he would do, then it's like, we just get to be closer to him. And it's the sweetest place to be. And you brought up a good point, heart motivation. Like, um, I feel like there's so many in the Bible, it says, Lord, we cast out demon in your name, you know, and he says, depart from me, I never knew you. So we can be doing all the right things on the outside, but our heart is far from him. So it's, it is the motivation uh, behind what you're doing. And I feel like that's really important and he was disciplining me i feel like a little bit with that of because i had this thought that if i follow jesus everything's going to work out and i'm going to have everything's going to fall in line because i follow jesus and he was like you know in this world you're going to suffer you will suffer and you can either you know sometimes we choose to do it for his glory for his kingdom um, and sometimes we don't, but I feel like the heart motivation of why we're doing what we're doing is really important. I wanted that first class, or maybe it was business class seat. I wanted that. I did not want to sit on a hard jump seat from, oh, boohoo, me, home from Paris. Like, <laughs> like I got to go to Paris. It was kind of like, and you can't, it says bear one another's burdens in the bible sometimes you can get into codependency with that where you're truly trying to carry their load that they were meant to carry themselves but this is one of those things i was with my daughter she was with her daughter i had a way where i could sit on that seat i had a way to bear her burden and you know at the end of it she said like i want to send you a fruit basket i want to send you something what do you want i said please tell Jesus thank you because I didn't really do it for you. I did it for him because she was kind of shocked and she didn't really respond. I I hope and pray that even if she has had something taken from her that she blamed God for, that maybe she would say, he does love me. Like he does love me. He did this for me. I don't know. I really don't know on that one, but I mean it was a seed that was planted in her heart.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I mean I told her cuz I wasn't real happy about it, I'll just say that. <laughs> I was like, "Oh no, 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 no. I don't I don't want an earthly reward. Like I did this for Jesus. Like just say thank <laughs> you to Jesus."
1: <laughs> yeah, I love that story. I sense that it was hard for you and I like that you mm-hmm. admit that it was hard for you because how how often do we say oh, I'm going to do this and get something out of it. I'm going to be nice, and then I'll get something out of it. I'm going to treat this person this way so that they'll scratch my back later when I need it. Um, To do something truly for someone just because it's the right thing to do and not expect anything, I think that's a really hard thing to do. I don't think many people do it, to be honest. Our last response is so beautiful. It's a worshipful response. And there's one story near the end of the book that really got me because you had five minutes with God in the morning. And I couldn't believe that as I was reading this story. I was like, why? Why Why is that so significant? It's only five minutes. How can she possibly pack all this in in five minutes? But what what you, your point was that you were having a difficult time. You were um, hopping from hotel room to hotel room because there was a leak in the bathroom and mm-hmm. you were frustrated and you had to set your alarm for 5 a.m. And you said on page 218, I set my alarm for 5 a.m. That only left me five minutes with God in the morning. It was all I had, but sleep didn't come quickly. And that made me anxious because I knew had I had to get up early. It felt too early when my alarm sang out. I didn't know how I wanted to spend my five minutes with God. You ended up turning worship music on. And here's the crazy thing. The song that you wrote and started, you know, praying and dancing to was a song that I um learned from watching America's Got Talent, the guy who sang it, Michael Ketterer. Yeah. And- it was at a moment in our infertility journey where we were looking into adoption and foster care and he gets on America's Got Talent and my husband and I watched that show together and he started talking about how he adopted children through the foster care system and I was just bawling. And so I looked up his music online because I really liked his voice and I found this worship song that sh- that he sang and it's called Spirit Lead Me and you say it's by Influence Music, but he's the one who sings it. Yeah. Yeah. And- I listened to that song for some reason. It just stayed on a playlist that just whenever Spotify was like giving me music to listen to, I promise you, I heard that song probably in in like two years, I probably heard that song a hundred times. And so as soon as I started reading the words, I thought, oh, my word, that song was already in my heart. And here you are just taking five minutes. And you even Mm -hmm. set a timer. You said, I only have five minutes with God. You worshiped God. You prayed. You asked God to lead you. Spirit, lead me. That's what the song was about. And that's all you Uh took from it was, Spirit, lead me. And then your timer went off. You went on with your day. So it was incredibly convicting to me that we can just take five minutes to open our hearts in a worshipful posture to the Lord and say, One phrase, Spirit, lead me. Mm -hmm. Or you read a psalm and you hold on. There's been times where I just open up and I read Mm -hmm. a psalm and I just say, Okay, the Lord is my fortress. The Lord is my shepherd. And I'm not going to lie, I don't know how long it lasts throughout the day. Whether I spend 30 minutes with the Lord or five minutes, we cling to those things because it's grounding to us every single day. And you did not have a lot of time, and you chose to sacrifice even five minutes of sleep, which I'm telling you is still a big deal. It Doesn't matter if you're getting up early to spend time with God; that's sacrifice, especially at five a.m. I don't feel like God's awake at five a.m., so that's why I wouldn't spend time with Him <laughs> if it was that early. Like, He's—I don't think He's there. I think that I think that you know He's not quite. He's not quite up and had his coffee yet. So that's my excuse. But I was just really, I was really challenged by that story.
0: Well, to your point about 5am, you are doing things that you are serving the Lord by taking care of your children. And that is no easy thing. And I feel like he is a high priest who understands where we're at, our weaknesses, our seasons of life. And he doesn't. His burden is not too big. So to that, yeah, like I, I didn't have that. And yes, I was flying, and it it really, it felt like God expanded the boundaries of my time because it was like, how did I get all of this? Like I decreed things over this city. I wrote them down in my journal. It, it was like, wow, you have expanded the boundaries of my time, and of that five minutes. So if we give him. Even the smallest little part, he's great, graceful, and and he fills it like he'll fill it with himself. So, I did see that. um, One interesting thing about that story was that he confirms things. So I was feeling like, okay, five minutes. I heard the song, I felt it, I even danced with him, and then I go and I put on a. I think it was a podcast. I just pushed play to listen to it. And it was talking about the spirit. It said, spirit, lead me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, I just stopped. I was like, okay, you confirmed all of that. We don't, you know, we think we have to give him like, I'm going to stay in prayer for the entire day. And no, he's, he's so gracious. He's so graceful. He's so sweet. And it's like, if you think about eating breakfast, like you can scarf some things down in five minutes that will get you through some hours. You can just know, you know, it was, it was like a protein bar for me in the morning because we're supposed to be eating of him. Like we need him like our bread. So just even giving him five minutes, he's just not shaming us or condemning us because it's like, that's not enough. That's not enough. He's saying, I love you so much, you know. You know, if you think about like my husband tries to give me a kiss in the mornings, it's like the sweetest little connection. And and it's like, oh, I feel so loved. And I think he he's not expecting so much from us that it's so hard and such a burden. It's the sweet little kisses we give him that I think <laughs> mean so much to to him and to us. <laughs> so yeah, and his his yoke is
1: light and his burden is light. And so that's what he's saying is come to me, rest in me. So we have to wrap it up, which is so hard because I have all of these, these quotes from you that I would love, 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 love to keep going with. But let me just wrap it up with this. On page 189, you're talking about having a migraine and being so weary from mm. lack of sleep. And again, you took a moment to redirect your thoughts to a grateful place rather than focusing on your pain and what you didn't have. Mm. You say, I asked God to help me delight in him that day and to refresh me. I realized I had been playing the what didn't go right game for many years. It was a place of immaturity and ungratefulness. But man, God is just so sweet to show me that there's a place of peace and delight to rest Mm. in. So I went to work with my headache. I considered staying home and resting, but I really felt like I was supposed to allow God to help me through the day at work. Sometimes his message is rest for the body, and sometimes he is saying, rest in me. Mm. There is a distinction. We are human. We are tired, and we need rest. But sometimes he gives us physical rest, and sometimes he says, rest in me. Mm. I don't know what I want you to say about that. I just thought that was really cool and I love it. And I have to end end with something.
0: (laughs) I love that um, because it's like so much of us in our faith walk and in our relationship with God are taking the daisy and going, if I have a child, he loves me. If I don't have a child, he loves me not. If I have a good day, he loves me. If I don't have a good day, he loves me not. If my marriage is working, he loves me. But if it's not, then he loves me not. And he loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. And that's what I was learning through that was he loves me. And it's not all sunshine and roses, but he loves me no matter what. I don't think I had that yet. And I'm a little bit hard headed and stubborn, and I had to learn it that way. You know, like, God, even in this, you love me because of where I came from, I probably still had a little bit of like, so many bad things happened. It's like, he he didn't love me then, but he did love me then. He did love me even then, even in my sin, he loved me. Oh, Jen,
1: I want to talk to you more, but my listeners have to go get groceries and pick up their kids and go to bed. So <laughs> is there anything else you want to say about your book? Anything that you want to add before we close?
0: Um, I would love to pray. Would that be okay? Yeah. Okay. Father, I thank you for the Holy Spirit. I thank you that he activates gifts within us that we didn't even realize we had. Father, I thank you that every day, even when we don't feel it, you are there just waiting for us to say those the one word, the three words, the three second prayers, Lord. I pray that you would activate everyone who hears the sound of your voice in me, your words in me coming through to them. Their heart, Lord, I just see a beautiful heart. And I see him pulling out all the weeds, and I see him activating different parts of of the heart so they can flow in the Holy Spirit. They can bring your kingdom, Lord. So I just pray for every person that hears this podcast, that they would know that they are loved so completely and that the Father has has a need of their gifts and has a need of their life and has a purpose for them to bring him wherever they go. And that I pray that your light would not diminish within them if they go into the darkness, that you would fan the flame of their heart, fan their passion, Lord. And I just pray that you would set their foot on a new path to be led by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name and by his power, we love you, God. We love you, love you, love you. We sit you on the throne of our heart. We will have no idols before you. We will do what you say when you say how you say, not because we're robots, but because we, it is our good pleasure to be in a relationship with you. So show us how to do that. Show us the way in Jesus name. Amen. Amen.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for publishing my book. You've been such a blessing in my life and I'm so grateful for you. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Book Therapy. Today we talked about Holy Spirit Adventures, God at Work in the Marketplace by Jennifer Weiss of Dove Publishing House. Once again, her website is DovePublishingHouse.com and she's also on Instagram. Because of the short break we are taking, I will see you again in mid-January. Merry Christmas!